0: Thanks for joining us for Season 5 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of New Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. i would like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as
1: the Restaurant Guy. And thank you, Jimmy, for that kind introduction. And all those listening, feel free to call me Schatzie. And together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, I got to tell you, it's deja vu. I feel like we do a podcast every week. I mean, I feel like every week we're doing a podcast. Are we doing a podcast every week? I don't know if that's deja vu or accurate. I think that might actually just be accurate. Am I using things. deja vu in the wrong tone? I, I'm, I don't yeah. even know what deja vu means. Yes. well, It's it, a different it, language. It, it, I think that's French or something. It's definitely not, but okay, keep going. Well, listen, <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about our podcast today. I was very excited because we had a great show and a great guest. And I, what I was thinking about was how excited I am at how much traction, the Branded Marketplace is getting. Jimmy, everyone is loving this marketplace. And I don't even think you've been on the marketplace, have you? I have been on the marketplace. You have. All right, well, then you know how excited I am about this, Jimmy. The Branded Marketplace, go check out thebrandedmarketplace.com. And if you, you when you're on there, you are going to see 250-plus of the greatest technology solutions for the hospitality industry. I don't care if you have one pizza place or you have 10 thousand mcdonald's you need to be on the marketplace because there's going to be a solution for you and you know what if you aren't on the marketplace and you'd like to get your product on the marketplace all you need to do jimmy all you need to do is you email me at marketplace at branded strategic you know what i'm going to do jimmy what do you do i'm going to get you on the marketplace oh. <laughs> it's painless you get onboarded really quickly so if you're an operator you got to go check it out because you're going to find the best-in-class tech solutions to help you operate your business today efficiently. And if you're not on the marketplace and you have a solution out there, a great tech solution, then just email me and I'll get you on the marketplace. Jimmy, and you're probably thinking, Shats, you know what? It's so expensive to be on this marketplace. It's probably thousands of dollars. That's what you're thinking, right? That's what I was thinking. How much does much this cost me? How, how much of a mortgage do I need to take out to get on this marketplace? Hey, Jimmy, you're going to love this because I know you. You're cheap and you're going to love this, Jimmy. (laughs) Except when it comes to drinking McAllens, he's not cheap. He goes right to the 18, especially if I'm paying. Listen, Jimmy, it's free. It's free for operators. It's free for everybody. So you're saying, Jimmy, you're saying, Shats, how do we make money on this thing? Volume. (laughs) Right. We make it up in volume, Jimmy. And I don't even know what that means, but I'm excited about it. You're the finance guy and I know you're going to figure it out. You said, Shats, don't worry. We'll make it up in volume. Jimmy, back to you.
0: Thank you very much. And that shameless self-promotion was sponsored by Chico's Bail Bonds. When you need uh, bail bonds, Chico's. All right, let's kick into our podcast. We have a very exciting episode this afternoon. We have a fantastic guest. I'd like to take a moment to introduce our friend, Mr. Kevin Tan, founder and CEO of Snack Pass. Kevin, thank you for putting up with our banter. Uh, we're just getting started. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I could
2: listen
1: to this the whole time. Yeah. No, he's, he's sending an email. He, he, he may quit. He may get jump right off this podcast. He's sending
0: an email to fire the person that got him, uh, got him roped into this. Now, Kevin, <laughs> we'd love you to take the lead. We are excited to have you on. We've heard some amazing things. We've got a lot of fun to have uh, on the show with you today. So please give us a little background about yourself and of course about snack
1: pass.
2: Thank you. It's great to be here, Jimmy and Chatsy. I, I really appreciate the invite. Um, and I, I love the banter. I hope I can keep up here. Um, so snack Pass is, is the company I, I co-founded with my, with my co-founder Jamie and, uh, Actually, we are students in college at the time when we started it. So it's a a social ordering platform for restaurants. You can um, skip the line and skip the wait. It's much more convenient for consumers, kind of like the Starbucks app. And on top of that, um, we have a social commerce layer where you can get reward points with friends, send gifts to friends, group by, um, see what people are ordering. Um, So just making that experience much more personalized, um, social, and, and fun that was kind of the idea when we started, and in the beginning, we we basically just put some flyers around campus and uh, immediately saw traction with our fellow classmates. Uh, within a few months, over eighty percent of the student bodies uh, started using Snack Pass and it became kind of like a household name. It, and, and it became kind of the default way for for students to order. Instead of going and standing at the cash register, they would use Snack Pass. And uh, you know, after that, we started launching at multiple campuses. We started next. With uh, Brown and then Berkeley, Michigan. Today we're at 20 campuses in multiple states, and uh, we just raised our Series B this year too, which is going to help us expand into uh, around uh, cities and areas uh, beyond the college campus, and that's going really well these days. So uh, it's been a it's been a crazy ride. It's really fun. Love working with restaurant partners, you know, small medium businesses, uh, as well as some of our enterprise customers and. I love food. I eat out every day. So um, it's, a good, uh, it's a good business to be in. Hey, listen, Kevin. It's it's on, what, what, what? Tell me.
0: I was ask you. I'm hearing a story about something, so a technology company started in an Ivy League campus, gets a lot of traction, starts rolling through.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a movie here. We could do something (laughs) here. I'm telling you, I like this. Where have I heard heard this call? Aaron Sorkin, are you listening? Because we got a movie here, Mr. Sorkin. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. (laughs) But I like it. And I got to tell you, I know who could play Kevin Tan. That's (laughs) Shotsie. Now, all kidding aside, I got to be honest with you. This is unbelievable. It's really great. To Listen to this story before we get a deep, deep dive into snack pass and what it is. You talk about college. I mean, you start snack pass in college. I mean, I know Jimmy. I know what he was doing in college. I know what I was doing in college. All I was thinking about is where we can get our next drink and where the next party was. <laughs> you're actually coming up with companies and you're coming up with 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 a business model like this, which is unbelievable. Can you share a little bit? You're at Yale. Like ha- what happened when you're sitting in your dorm room that you came up with Snack Pass? What was going on? What's the who, the what, the when, and the where that developed Snack Pass?
2: Yeah, I, I, before Snack Pass, I um, actually, when I when I arrived at Yale, I uh, didn't know anything about technology or startups. I, I knew who Steve Jobs was, but that was about it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, or, you know, I'd use Facebook and Snapchat, but What's um, that? I don't know. Facebook? Never heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of listeners, younger listeners, probably don't even know what Facebook is now, but um, it's the right. company that owns Instagram, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I got exposed to software. Um, my my roommates would were coders, so I, I got super into like um, that world of things and realized that you can just build things on your computer for free and uh, potentially has value. And some of the early projects I did was actually making some websites and uh, some ordering platforms for some of the local restaurants. I was really good friends with Kadir from Brick Oven Pizza and, um, some Alpha Delta's kind of a staple in New Haven. So, um, yeah, I had a little bit of exposure that way. And then kind of asked the question, like, what would be silly for my roommates not to use, you know, what's something that would just be so compelling that they'd be kind of irrational to not use. And, um, you know, we we order out a lot, and if we can get you know loyalty and, and interesting promotions, um, that would be a win win for the merchants too, because then they can get exposure and marketing. Um, so I basically went door to door to some of the r- restaurants I knew and, and pitched this platform, and that's how we got the first uh, couple couple restaurants on the platform. Um, but there like two two big insights in the early days that made it so explosive and made what snack pass is. And the first is that people would come for some of these like promotions and discounts, but they would stay for the convenience of being able to order on your phone. And I realized that this entire workflow of um, standing in line, a human punching in the order manually and um, waiting and then getting your food, that's all gonna be deprecated in the future and replaced with self-serve ordering. Like, um, everyone has a sort of, you know, phone in their pocket, right? And then the second big realization was it was, it was growing, but, um, it was growing in kind of a linear fashion. And I, I I've seen, you know, the story of Tinder or Facebook or snap playing out on campus, like being very viral. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting if you could kind of capture that virality, but in an e-commerce setting, in a, in a setting where you're actually buying stuff. And so where that that's when the spark hit me, we had loyalty at the time. We had reward points, but what if you don't just get one for yourself? What if you get to send one to a friend on every purchase and, uh, that We ended up calling that gifting and that became the sort of like foundation for the social network that exists on Snack Pass that you can see where your friends are ordering. You can see who they're sending gifts to and it just makes it a much more fun and uh, rich experience. I'm glad you took it into gifting because when
0: you started talking about Tinder and, uh, and, and, um, and e-commerce – Um, I was getting a little worried that we're going down a a channel that the FCC might flag us on. (laughs) She brought it back to hospitality. It's a family family podcast. You kept it classy. So this is all good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you you uh you you highlighted it at the top of the intro over your intro, um something that I was excited to talk about and and even though you mentioned it, I want to make sure we give it all the props that it deserves. Um, you know, as a finance guy and 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 Brandon is very active in the investment space in hospitality tech and restaurant tech, but congratulations to you on completing your Series B round. Uh, you've raised over you've raising uh, 70 million dollars, uh, valuation of over 400 million. That is no small feet uh what can you tell us uh, uh you know about you know maybe about the raise i know it sounds like you're going to be using the cap the growth there's going to be some meaningful growth capital but tell us about the experience and then you know what is what's going to be what can we expect to see from snack pass uh as a result of you guys um you know closing on this this very meaningful round
1: i'd like to also know did you did you like buy a tesla right after the round close or like what'd you get
2: well i I'm, I'm all my net worth is still illiquid in, in snack pass so i i uh I bought myself a uh, you know a nice uh, boba and, and and you know went out to eat some Chinese food.
1: All right, well that's good. Nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's worth a million dollars for me. So I agree. You know, I, I agree. Good, good Chinese, uh, <laughs> get some Sichuan food. So in terms of uh, yeah, what we're doing with it. So I, I maybe mean, I'll first talk about the first question is like how, how was that experience? I mean, it was you know it's definitely kind of surreal to deal with some of these large numbers, um, and but. Ultimately, it's, a, it's sort of a stepping stone. It's a tool to get to where we're going, which I think is basically um, being the on-premise platform for all restaurants everywhere, um, not just in the U.S. Um, so it's definitely a uh, crazy, awesome milestone that um, seems surreal, but it's also, yeah, like ultimately not an end, but a means to an end, and uh, it's going to help us get to where we need to go. Um, it's going to help us, you know, build a bunch of features that are going to create a lot of value. It's going to help us expand uh, into cities, which we're doing now, um, you know, hire more account managers to help restaurants be successful. And the experience was good. You know, we brought on some awesome partners, Craft. You, you know, those guys, a 6 Z, and uh, General Catalyst, as well as a handful of angel investors that were a pretty interesting group. They spanned from... You know, legendary restaurateurs such as David Grutman in Miami, all the way to celebrities like, you know, uh, Draymond Green and um, Jonas Brothers. Is Jay Z in? Is Jay Z an investor? That's all I need to know. Is Jay
1: Z in? He's not in. Um, oh, damn it! And Shetty text him. Text him and tell him to get involved. Yeah, no. This if is you're not brand- listen. I got to tell you right now. <laughs> uh, congr- <laughs> listen, congratulations, because it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. You're doing. You're doing great. And I must say, Jimmy we have another celebrity in our midst because Kevin's being extremely humble. He's also not only did he raise a series B, not only is crushing it all around the country, onboarding restaurants and really solving some problems. And we're going to dig into that. Also, he's on the Forbes 30 under 30. Jimmy's trying to get on the 60 under 60. (laughs) I mean, and you're on the 30 under 30. That's unbelievable. So tell us what is next on the expansion map
2: for Snack
1: pass. Where are we going? What cities? You said cities. You're in 20 campuses. What
2: cities are you targeting? Yeah, we're making um, big moves in L.A., in New York City, Austin, Miami, Chicago. You guys Chicago. just open an office in New York? Yeah, in New York. That's one of our big ones. Um, definitely New York City. Very walkable. A lot of takeout. Um a lot of amazing mom and pop. We got a couple. We got
1: a couple restaurants here in New York. I think.
2: Yeah, there's more per <laughs> capita than any other city. Uh, more mom and pop. So, yeah, it's an amazing city.
1: Kevin, I want to dig in a little deeper to Snack Pass.
0: Um, you describe Snack Pass as food meets friends. It's essentially a social commerce platform for ordering from restaurants. But a little birdie told us uh, that snack has a double meaning more than just eating. What is the story there? Because let's face it, Chats and I, we can't tell good stories, but we love a good story. <laughs> love a good story, Jimmy.
2: Well, it's, uh, you know, in in like... Uh, Gen Z language. Actually, it might, it might be on, be beyond that. But. Jimmy knows Gen Z. That Jimmy, Jimmy speaks Gen Z. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, lo- looking like a snack. I was we were trying to come up with a name for snack pass, and we had the pass part down because pass. It's like you can pass the line. It's your VIP pass. You know, it's your pass. kind of like your loyalty pass. Um, but the the first part of that came up. Went through a bunch of words. A bunch of really terrible sounding names. And snack, it was kind of funny misnomer because we we're selling mostly food, not snacks. But um, there was that phrase, looking like a snack, which is, you know, looking looking pretty cute. So that, that uh, That's Jimmy. Felt, Jimmy like I'm that always works. saying, yeah. yo, Jimmy, Jimmy you're my it. snack. <laughs> Jimmy's my snack. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> Jimmy, that to you yet. probably heard that
1: a lot. Before snack, what'd you come up with? Give me one of the bad names. One of, uh, What, what no. was one of the ones that didn't
2: make the cut? I mean, just generic... <laughs> Like you know, the, you. What are the words that come to your mind immediately if you try to start a food app? Like meal or you know eats or really generic yeah. sounding boring I like, stuff. I
1: think there is a meal pass. Yeah. I like snack. I like snack as well. I'm glad you went with snack. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk more about your customers. Totally. I got three kids, but I got two in college. I got one in Miami, one in Two Lanes. Um, they're all about tech and food. They won't pick up the phone to order anything. It it, it it's not going to happen. You have 500,000 users across, is it, is it over 15 college towns now? 20 college towns? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many college towns are you? College towns. Over 15 the- or 20 college towns. Yeah, yeah. Right? hmm And when you created Snack Pass, 80% of Yale students, 80% of Yale students were using the app.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think are the, are the pros of your user demographic? What do you think? You know, I mean, they're they're mobile native. They every that's kind of because you've got you've got like to me, you've got like this. You've got these 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 people in college. They're using the app. And as soon as they graduate, it seems like they're hooked on Snack Pass. And now, you know, they're 24, 25. And now they're they're Snack Pass things. I exactly. think to Jimmy's point, we we're talking a little bit, he alluded to Facebook, I think, or I think it's meta, we have to say, right? Now. I can't say Facebook, right? It's meta. <laughs> so I think he was alluding to meta, but, you know, meta, you get all the college kids using it, and as soon as they graduate, they're hooked on meta, and, and they're using it. So I think it's
2: it's it's similar
1: kind of thing here with, with Snack Pass.
2: Exactly. I mean, I'm one of those people. I'm I'm not in college anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm my mid-20s, but uh, I still use Snack Pass um, all the time, so it's a great way to get people who, um, you know, this is their first time like buying stuff as a, as a college student, like you you get your first credit card, right. You start eating, you know, like making your first purchase, um, your money, or maybe some people have the parents' money, but it's, it's like their, their exposure to to e-commerce and yeah, it's a great, it's a great uh, setting. And, And also I think around college campuses, there's a lot of like walkable restaurants and a lot of mom and pop shops. So, um, they're not spending, you know, like, $40, $50 Forty, fifty dollars on delivery orders every meal because they can't afford that. Um, in fact, a lot of people can't afford that, so it's a great place for us to start.
0: Well, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned delivery because that is a key uh, focus of brandeds. In fact, the uh, in terms of our investment thesis um, and being operator centric, uh, the off premise space is is still ranks as as the biggest focus of of our activity. Currently, ninety percent of the orders on Snack Pass are are pickup. Is delivery going to become a focus uh, or is it going to become a bigger focus uh, for Snack Pass going forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, we we do have delivery in in that we just plug into the third-party APIs that Uber Eats and DoorDash offer and other deliveries. And um, I think the way our take on it is that um, over time, I mean, actually right now and, and even more going moving forward, delivery will just be an API call and it'll be sort of commoditized. You can call Uber, you can even call it probably Lyft will have an API. Maybe some other on-demand companies will have it. And it's just, you can just kind of pick the cheapest one. Um, and I think Olo does this. So yeah, you know, we'll offer it as a simple API call. If you have all the data uh, that they expose to their own client apps, then it's kind of a similar experience. But the opportunity for us is definitely on-premise. And, um, you know, that's a huge chunk of the pie. Like it's, you know, deliveries about, uh, even during pandemics, like $100 billion. Market in the US, but the restaurant industry is like 800 billion and, and going to be growing. So it's not the whole converse. You know, there's a huge missing part of the equation in terms of technology and digital transformation of the restaurant industry beyond delivery.
0: Yeah, I think, hey, Chessy, well, yeah, are we uh, Chessy, are we? are we, are we uh, is there a gauntlet being thrown down here that Snack Pass is basically saying, hey, uh, hey, Uber, hey, DoorDash, hey, Grub, you're about to be commoditized?
1: Okay, step uh, you know, listen, I don't want to say it, Jim, though, because you know we step play nice down. in the sandbox with everybody. But listen, Kevin, I, I love what I love what he's talking about, and I got to tell you, let's—we love it. We think it's really awesome. But I think the real, the real secret sauce of snack pass, from what I can see, it's the socialization, it's the gamification, it's the loyalty, it's the ability to send points and rewards to friends so they can go experience things. It's sharing, right? It's ordering, let's all order together from the same place on our phone separately, and then go pick it up together, and then maybe go sit somewhere and eat. Tell me a little bit about the building the social experience, because I think one thing we can talk about food and drink, it's a social experience, we love to do it. And then I want to talk to you a little about The chickens. What's the chicken thing? The whole the chickens. There's a whole (laughs) element of chickens here. How'd that get started? What is that? Because I love it, but I really think that's what sets you different. It's not just getting points. You know, oh, I spend a hundred dollars, I get some points. It's really a social and gifting and rewards. It's really a a platform to
2: bring everyone together. Yeah, exactly, and and you know beyond just and and, you know there's that there's being able to see what your friends order and and having. information when you're trying to make a decision about what to buy um a chi- so chicken so um when you send points to friends there's like a streak kind of like snap you send snaps and you get a streak and we just decided that instead of a streak our, our version of the streak is going to be hatching this like tamagotchi chicken um and that you can get it you know put a funny book bag on it and uh we just thought it was really funny, so we did it.
1: It is, it yeah. is. I saw it, it is funny. It just, it, just, it, it just makes it a little more unique and different. It gamifies it, it makes it fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think um, a lot of food apps are very utilitarian, um, which is fine, but you know creating values could be solving a problem or it could be entertaining, you know? yeah. both, both are creating value. I mean, I use that, uh,
1: you know, the 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 map app, you know, Waze, which, you know, you can use Google Maps, but like Waze it's a little more fun. There's got like you can change your car and there's like little, yeah. you know, things and the little things pop up. It just makes it a little more fun. It's still just getting me to where I want to go, but a little more fun. Jimmy doesn't like it. Jimmy still uses a map. He still has the full map in his car. He brings it out, puts it on his lap and. You know, he's got the highlight. He's old school. He's old school. He doesn't know from the uh, tech on the way.
0: Still works for me. And I got to tell you, I'm not giving up my rotary phone. My rotary phone is going to make a comeback, I tell you. Making a Kevin comeback. Kevin doesn't even all know what right.
1: you're talking about rotary phone. He has no idea what you mean. With
2: the finger. Yeah, no, that, it exactly. Around. It's coming yeah. back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's right. right. Jimbo still uses it. I'm still head. using yeah, the exactly.
0: rotary, baby. And, and roll up manual windows. It's coming
1: me. back, by the way. I think Thank it's coming back Jimmy. back, Jimmy. But You know, listen. It all comes around
0: right a vinyl way to come back vinyl records to come back here comes the rotary phone all right listen i want to move on uh you know it turns out that while we started this podcast because we love chatting with people we love bringing on cool guys uh cool people and talking about the industry we love we found that um there was also uh folks that uh, wanted to come on the show and ask us a question or two so our producer uh created the section talking back we offer our guests a chance to ask us questions um we like to take nothing's off the table uh so so kevin the microphone is yours, my friend. What might you have for Shats and myself? <laughs>
2: we, get, we get a little—I uh, don't want to get too personal, if, if, but that is a tra- pretty interesting. That there's no limitation, but I, I guess I'm really curious. Um, you know, you get a chance to talk to all these awesome guests. Like, what are the, you know, startups? It could be, you know, a restaurant concept or just like a software concept. But what are the some of the ones that you're most excited about that that you've seen recently? Good question, Shatsy. Besides snack pads, and they're not so new anymore. I mean, they're they're closing on
0: half a billion dollars of of uh, valuation. And my pinky went, my pinky goes up <laughs> as I say that. Shatsy, do you want to talk about anything interesting, or do you want me to jump in <laughs> and uh, and get us started?
1: I want you to jump in, Jimmy, because I got to tell you, I've been letting you jump in, and I like when you go first because then I can hear what you have to say, and then I can do the old ditto. <laughs> right, that, that
0: was my whole strategy about letting you go first. I will tell you right now, Kevin. Um, I think the ghost kitchen and the whole virtual kitchen, dark kitchen, whatever uh, naming convention people are using, but the idea of of um, of a hospitality experience where the guest does not enter uh, the, the store um, is really catching a great deal of attention. And then how do we, um, as hospitality folks engage with guests? That we never meet in person, um, you know. Shatz and I are, are not are not young are not spring chickens. We've been in this business a long time. You have a great manager, a host, hostess, bartender, server, etc., and you're really going to create the experience. We understand now that there's um, a growing segment of the market that we need to engage with, and we can't do it. Um, with our talented staff. So we're leveraging and leaning on technology. So one of the companies that we've made a big commitment to, and we continue to stand behind, uh, it's called Ovation. Um, it's a guest feedback platform. And whether it's Ovation or one of their you know, competitors, we also love a company, Yum Pingo. But the idea is that it's an opportunity for the guest to really feel that the restaurant is giving them a voice Giving them an easy opportunity to express the good, the bad, the ugly, and do it in a way um, in a digital um, uh, space that allows us as restaurateurs to engage. Um, and respond using AI as well as uh, as human capital, but it's a way to have a give the guest a voice and connect with them beyond what we would have normally done using our talented staff. So we think guest engagement is critical, uh, particularly as more guests are operating or are engaging with with venues um, in a digital only environment. There's my answer. is going to trash me now and say, are you kidding me? Mm. Bring back the rotary phone. Like, what are you going to say, Shad?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, not, not. You know what? I didn't know you were going to go, uh, you know, go tech stack on me 100 percent. And I appreciate that because Jimmy's always selling. He's ABC, baby. Always be closed. And that's that's Jimbo. You know, what? I was thinking because Kevin also brought in some of the most exciting things within the food and beverage space. i not on the tech side. And I got to tell you. I am very excited to see as we travel around the country and around the world, there are so many more food options from all over the world available now at some of the highest level of quality. You know, it used to be when I was growing up, going back, you know, you know, you really didn't have a lot of choice. You either had a sit down of a full, you know, full meal at a full service restaurant, you know, or, or, or it was fast food and it was really not very good. Today, I mean, you could get some really incredible food, you know, in a fast, casual setting that is just really super, super quality. And I just mm-hmm. look at what the guys over at um, at Mighty Quinn's are doing, Jimbo. And it's like, you know, he's growing like gangbusters. He's doing barbecue up here in the north. And it's just incredible, the incredible food that you can get now uh, in, in a fast, casual setting. So I just think that I love to see that. And you pair that incredible food with the technology. And I think we got a winning combination. So that's my that I'm sticking Mm -hmm. with that. Jimmy, I'm taking us right into the top of the tech stack. Kevin, I want to ask you something. If you had to make a suggestion for folks in the restaurant and hospitality space and say, you got to have this technology to be successful right now, Outside of you saying that every restaurant must embrace snack pass, what is another <laughs> technology that you think every restaurant operator must have right now?
2: You know, I would say um, there's there's tools that simplify and streamline, but there's also tools that you know grow grow business. I, I think every restaurant should uh, have a try to have a presence on on TikTok because you know I see a lot of restaurants working on Instagram and and Yelp for for um, you know, incremental customers, but I think I've seen some restaurants blow up and have a massive line out the door for like two weeks. You, of- Mr. B- yeah, but like, you know, even one of our local, um, this place called Millet Crep, it's a small mom and pop one, one location. And they, you know, one video, it was actually organic, uh, led to, uh, just a line, you know, Non-stop for three three weeks, and it's still going strong. So uh, it's not you know tech stack in terms of like maybe marketing. I, I would recommend um Yeah, I agree. You know, I think
1: Jimmy, what Kevin's trying to say, if I may, is everyone should be going out there and using Targetable. Am I right, Jimmy? I'm a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Another I'm I'm selling. I'll look <laughs> selling You're right. Man. Another shameless plug. <laughs> Andrew Nash, Targetable. What's his cell phone, Jimmy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get on his cell number. No, that is, I, it's excellent. Actually, Kevin, I agree with you. I think um, lead generation through marketing and specifically uh, checking as many of the boxes um, and getting in front of the audiences. And I've heard you're right. I've heard a lot about Instagram. Haven't heard as much about TikTok. And no question uh, that there's an audience there, and there's a and that and that's a tool to be leveraged. Um, I want to move into our crystal ball moment. It's a chance. Uh, where we give our guests the opportunity to put on their Creskin or Ms. Cleo hat and predict the future. Uh, Kevin, how do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and technology?
2: Um, One of our predictions is that um, most restaurants will not have cashiers. And shortly after that, most restaurants will not have waiters. Wow. You It'll be just self-service. All right. There, I there, you. there you go. I, I, yeah, go ahead,
1: Jimmy.
0: No, I, got, I was out last night, actually. She actually had to eat a buddy of ours restaurant, and uh, I was going to talk to her about it. I would have loved to have done the ordering and paying with my phone. Uh, I would have loved it because um, as far as I was concerned, I would have been just fine running, running it myself and let the staff be guest engagement and ambassadors. Uh, but we'll talk about that. But I I agree with Kevin. Mm-hmm. I don't see why we don't now just empower the guests to take care of a lot of the ordering and paying. And let the staff really just be concierges and um, and and just really guest ambassadors. Um, it's too, it's yeah. it's it's too mm-hmm. easy uh, to. So I'm going to agree with them. Um, and I think people will be surprised. I don't think it's just you know for for very casual restaurants or grab and go. I think a lot of restaurants, including full service, would benefit. So I'm agreeing with Kevin. Two years from now, we'll come back I, on the show. Uh, listen,
1: Jimmy. Jimmy, we were using BeBot long before the pandemic. The idea was you sat at the table. I mean, do you really need to wait for a server for every single thing? If you know you, you go to the place all the time. I could just order my beer and my phone order, my burger and then my wings. and I'm done. I, you know, if you're going to, there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant and sitting there and having really horrible service. I'd rather just use my phone. I know what I want, order and, and, and let me in, go about my day. I agree with Kevin 100%. Uh, we may get a little heat for this one, so I'm going to quickly pivot off this subject. and on to the <laughs> brand of quickfire, Jimmy, so well, we don't get a lot of best, bad emails. You All right, you know? right. The best all right is Kevin, amazing. I'm going to ask you five lightning round, lightning round questions. Five questions. Don't think too hard, okay? All right. Whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Let's do it. Favorite Dorito flavor?
2: Uh,
1: Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Nice. I got to tell you. Love the Cool Ranch, <laughs> you too. Yeah. Love
2: the Cool Ranch. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Um, Sautel in L.A. Probably, say uh, us say Chinchikurin, awesome Japanese restaurant. Sounds amazing.
1: What's your favorite food city in the world?
2: Oh, New York by Hands Down. Hands Down, love Boom. it. Favorite place to travel? Mm, uh, I went to Scotland once. I really loved it. Ah. Interesting. I don't think we've gotten Scotland before. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I've only been one, but it's my favorite. Never
1: would have guess Scotland. Okay, if you were to partner with Jimmy or I to a match of Guitar Hero, hmm. who would you have the better odds of beating?
2: Oh man, I think I beat both of you pretty good. But uh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! So it's that's a sandbagger. He's a Guitar
1: Hero maniac.
2: Oh wow, I mean, that was set up.
1: All right, Jimmy. At least you know what. Dan, we got no winners. <laughs> shatsy, I, was I, fully prepared.
0: I was fully prepared to lose that one to you because um i think kevin looks at the two of us and says shatsy spends a lot of nights sitting home playing video games and i would rather <laughs> i'd rather pick shatsy as the guy that i can't beat i'm gonna pick jimmy's the guy i can beat but instead he i, I used coach. to
1: play guitar hero and let me tell you i wasn't very good at it, but i enjoyed it it was a lot of fun i gotta tell you i did like it but i, I haven't played it in a long time maybe i gotta get, get back to that a little bit
0: Excellent. Thank you. Listen, Kevin, we want to thank you for joining us uh, today on the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you sharing some great insights, uh, and we also appreciate really the hard work you're doing to support this uh, the industry uh, that we love so much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Kevin directly, you can email the branded team at podcast at brandistrategic.com, podcast at brandistrategic.com, and we'd be happy to make the introduction for you. To our listeners, we want to thank you so much for taking time to tune in. Uh, we know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, um, and we we value and appreciate that you choose to hang out with us. Uh, please join us um, next week as we welcome our guest, uh, Mr. Anand Gala of Gala Capital Partners, uh, Chairman of Burger. Uh, and um, and also a uh, the chairman what of CC's Pizza CC Pizza, Pizza. I, I wasn't leaving it off there's a has got a lot going on we got to give him shout outs Moo CeCe's, CC's and uh and Famous of course, Dave's Famous Dave's and the managing partner of uh Gala Capital Partners. Uh and finally, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we'll be coming, well coming up in the future. And better yet, please invite a friend to hang out with hang out with us the next time.
1: Until hey, then, hey Jimbo, I gotta give I gotta give one more plug to Snack Pass for all those restaurant operators out there listening. If you if you haven't checked out Snack Pass, go check it out. Kevin, what is it? Snackpass.com or snackpass.co, right? Uh, dot dot com. Yeah. Oh, it's snackpass.com. Check it yeah. out. And I'll tell you, we didn't really get into this, but I just want to tell everybody it's an incredible platform. It's a one point five percent commission on all orders and, and a small, uh, tr- you know, transactional fee uh, payment processing fee. So it's basically one point five percent and a transactional fee. And I'm telling you, they are driving traffic. To the restaurants through their millennial generation Z uh, users. They've, they've got, they've got this customer base nailed down. And uh, I say, just add this platform uh, to your restaurant and they will, and just see, see the business roll in. Jimbo, back to you.
0: I appreciate your, uh, your, your, last second plug there, Shatsy. Focus on tech Listen guys, thank you so much. This is Jimmy fishing, your finance guy uh, signing off. And uh, thank you, Kevin, and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy.
1: Hey, thanks, everybody. This is Restaurant Guy, a.k.a. Shatsy Hospitality Hangout. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you all for listening. Cheers, everybody. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks, guys.